Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hunter Biden got a special counsel. Trump's got an indictment coming already out in Georgia. Gad's sad. Talks about why we're sad. All that's coming up tonight on I'm Right. I'm here today to announce the appointment of David Weiss as a special counsel, consistent with the Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. Consistent with regulations guarding, regarding such matters. Let's pause on this for just a moment, because this happened Friday. Now, let's pause on that. All right, we just paused on two things. Let's talk about the this happening on Friday part of it. Always remember something. When news drops is as important as the news that drops. So let's say you and I were enemies, right? We hate each other. And you had damaging information on me. Jesse uh, cheats on his taxes and uh, does drugs or something like that. You have damaging information on me and you wanted to hurt me. You know, you would want to release that on a Monday or a Tuesday. Why? Everyone's just getting back to work. 
starting the work week. That's when you start consuming news. So if you were to, boom, Jesse has a cocaine problem or something. Everyone wakes up, gets to work on a Monday. Oh my gosh, they see the news and then what happens? That's where news spreads among society. Hey man, did you hear? You're at the water cooler. Jesse, got a little booger sugar problem. He's got a problem. That's when you'd release it. But if you had information and you liked me, and you had damaging information that you had to release, you would release that information on Friday for the same reason. Because whatever you release on Friday gets lost into the ether over the weekend when everybody goes about their business. It's already forgotten. So this Hunter Biden special investigation stuff was leaked on Friday. Why was it leaked on Friday? Because they didn't want people talking about it. Now, the other thing we paused on, the uh, according to uh, DOD regulations, we had to do a special counsel. Why did they have to do a special counsel? They had to do a special counsel because a special counsel is supposed to be separate because there's a clear conflict of interest and they want to at least appear to be separate. That's why they did a special counsel, which brings up a really interesting point. point. The special counsel they named was David Weiss. Now... Who was the DOJ guy who's been investigating Hunter Biden up to this point? Hang on, let me see. I think I have his name here somewhere. Oh, there it is. David Weiss. So what happened there? Allow me to explain. David Weiss, he was not put there. He was not put there to investigate Hunter Biden initially. David Weiss is a Democrat. Yes, Trump nominated him, but it was two Democrat senators, Chris Coons and Tom Carper, who brought him up. Trump said, yeah, sure, nominated him. David Weiss is a communist hack. He was put in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation so he could run cover for Hunter Biden. Remember that Hunter Biden plea deal that blew up a couple weeks ago? You know the story behind that? Judge took a look at the plea deal and said, wait, what? What is this? Blanket immunity for even anything he does in the future? No, that's crazy. Well, who was it that put that ridiculously sweet deal in front of the judge? Let me see, what was his name? David Weiss. David Weiss has been put in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation to run cover for Hunter Biden. The investigation's going poorly, to put it mildly, and now David Weiss has been named the special counsel in the investigation. You know what that's equivalent to? That's like you getting out on the road right now on the highway and just driving 120 miles an hour. And then you see a cop behind you with the lights flashing and you slow down to the speed limit, 65, and the cop pulls you over and you say, what? I was driving the speed limit. That's what it is to appoint David Weiss as a special counsel after David Weiss has been running the investigation intentionally poorly for this entire time. And we won't even speak about the FBI involvement in all this. That's really the most horrific thing that people aren't talking about. How involved the FBI has been in running a protection racket for Joe Biden and going after Donald Trump. And you have idiots on TV like Dan Goldman out there saying things like this. Now in the ordinary course, you would not give immunity for other conduct than what is charged. But this is not the ordinary course because you have a petty, vindictive bully running as the uh, pr for president on the Republican Party who will use revenge and uh, weaponize the Department of Justice to potentially charge Hunter Biden. So even though 
Uh, I'm sure Hunter Biden has confidence that David Weiss will not charge him with additional crimes. They have no confidence that if Donald Trump wins, that he would uh, weaponize the Department of Justice to charge Hunter Biden, go back and charge him. And that's why this plea agreement has broken down, because of the threat of Donald Trump's weaponization of the Department of Justice if he were to become president. Yes, can you imagine if we had a president who would use the Department of Justice to go after, investigate, arrest, and indict his political opponents? Could you even imagine if we lived in a country like that? What kind of a banana republic would do such a thing? In fact, if Trump was a real tyrant, picture this. He would indict Biden not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. What a nutball. I bet he's just crazy enough to do that. Oh, that brings me to this. The Georgia indictment. This will be number four for Trump. It's here. All right, let's, let's not do this thing. And you know I'm always cautious with this stuff because I never want to bring you anything bad. It leaked earlier today that the indictment in Georgia was, it came down for Trump. And then they retracted it. Hey, what? No, it didn't quite come down yet. All that was was somebody jumping the gun. By the time we bring you I'm Right tomorrow night, it will be stamped, signed, sealed, delivered. Trump will have indictment number four coming on him. Now that brings me to me. Something I've been saying for a while, something I think you're seeing here. Because honestly, no matter what, even though it's David Weiss, even though it's his job to run cover for Hunter Biden, it is a big deal that there's currently a special counsel investigating the president's son. That's not a small thing. That's not something the system can even cover up. That's a big deal. So why would the system do something they can't cover up? Well, here's me. What you're going to see is leverage. That's what you're about to see. Joe Biden is about to be pushed out of the White House. He announced his intention to run again in order to get something out of the deal. The system is going to come to Joe Biden and they're gonna tap him on the shoulder and they're gonna say, Joe, we need you to go, can't run. And Joe's gonna say, well, I already announced, I'm gonna run. And the system's gonna say, Joe, this Hunter Biden stuff, it all leads back to you. So they're gonna tell Joe, Joe, you, you want this Hunter Biden stuff to go away. We'll give him a slap on the wrist, brush it aside. If you step aside, Joe Biden's going to do it. Just my theory. But it all seems to be stacking up. And let me just say as a, a quick programming note, I love that you love the show. Uh, it's, it's wonderful that you love it. We love doing it. We love bringing it to you every night. But if that actually happens, if over the next few months Joe Biden says, <coughs> I got a little cough, guys. I got to step down for health reasons. You might not want to watch I'm Right that night because I'm going to be obnoxious if it turns out that I was right about this whole thing. <laughs> but look, even Democrats are starting to say it. You see Dean Phillips on TV. Democrats are telling me that they want not a coronation, but they want a competition. The New York Times poll from this week shows 55% of Democratic voters want some alternatives to the current people in the primary. So my call is to those who are well-positioned, well-prepared, of good character and competency, they know who they are, to jump in because Democrats and the country need competition. I don't think the president is corrupt. I think the investigation will show that. But, and this is the important part, 
It's the image. People want to turn the page. I think that's fair to say. As a Democrat, I adore Joe Biden. He saved this country. He can cement his legacy. My real call to action right now is not about me. The call to action is to ask the president to pass the torch. Asking the president of your party to step down, it's not a small deal, especially if you're a Democrat. You don't do that without the system's approval. Just my theory. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. The great Lee Smith is going to join us next. I bet she's going to disagree with my theory, but I'm going to ask him about it anyway before I get to Lee. Maybe at this point, with all these indictments and stuff, maybe your anxiety is through the roof. Maybe you're in just one of those moods. I've got something for you. No, no, not drugs. You know my thoughts on that. You know my thoughts on pharmaceuticals, period. These pharmaceutical companies. I want to tell you about CB Distillery. Highest quality CBD there is. Yes, I know there's a new CBD shop every 50 feet out there now. They don't test their stuff. Go with the stuff that's been tested. I take three things, ever. I have the roll-on for pain, because I don't like taking ibuprofen. It's bad for your liver, bad for your inside. The calm things, and then the sleep gummies. All from cbdistillery.com, and they're giving 20% off. 20% off. Try something different for your anxiety. Try something different to sleep. Don't wake up groggy. Uh, wake up feeling like a million bucks like I do every day. CBDistillery.com. Promo code JESSE. Get you 20% off everything. CBDistillery.com. Promo code JESSE. We'll be back. Did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. Mm. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. That's the four person in the grand jury in Georgia that decided whether or not Donald Trump would have charges brought against him, in case you're wondering the state of our legal system in this country. Joining me now, my friend, the great Lee Smith, author of the book, The Plot Against the President and the Permanent Coup. You should really read everything Lee puts out. Okay, Lee, we're going to get another Trump indictment in about five minutes. It's leaking all day that it's already happened. Oh, it's not quite happened yet. Everyone knows it's about to happen. This is going to be number four, Lee. What exactly are we supposed to do with what's going to be the craziest election year ever? Well, it makes me wonder what, what the Biden family has been up to, because normally these things have been moving uh, bit by bit. You know, it's whenever Hunter Biden is found out to have done something bad or when Joe Biden is found out to have done something bad, another Trump indictment drops or uh, or, 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 or more evidence uh, DOJ or some reckless district attorney somewhere around the country is bringing new charges against Donald Trump. So somewhere, I guess, we have to be expecting that some bad news on Hunter Biden is going to be dropping too. Okay. Uh, Lee, let's, let's focus on the Bidens for a moment. We'll come back to the Trump stuff. I have this pie-in-the-sky theory, Lee, and I admit it's just a theory that I believe the system is forcing the Bidens out. I've believed that for months now. I've been saying it on air. I think they want Gavin Newsom. I think Biden is too old, too stupid, brain too gone, too much baggage. And so he's not as useful as he used to be. 
And the only reason any of this stuff's getting any exposure at all is because the system's done with them. It's not because of Republicans. Am I crazy? Uh, well, that's not how I see it. I, you you opened with that very interesting bit from the foreperson from the uh, uh, the grand jury in, in Georgia. And I take that as evidence that the justice system, like most of the country, frankly, certainly the elites, have become pathologized. And if you look at the, the woman who is the jury person, she's clearly pathological. I believe that the ruling order now is pathological and Joe Biden is a perfect representation of that. If you look at the different policies they've pushed, they have no reason to be concerned, but they love Joe Biden. He's opened the borders. Uh, he's pushed climate change agenda. He's gone after Donald Trump like a third world dictator. So uh, again, I, and, and I also see Joe Biden as an avatar for lots of stuff going on behind the scenes. And that's frankly the reason they pushed out Bernie in 2020. The problem is not policy. <laughs> Joe Biden was not moderate compared to Bernie Sanders. The issue was is that Bernie Sanders is still uh, more than 50% present uh, and cognitively aware. It's behind Joe Biden that a large network topped off by former president, uh, the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama, has been able to do a whole bunch of different, thing behind the, different things behind the scenes without ever having to take responsibility for it. And with Gavin Newsom, look, Gavin Newsom is certainly a progressive, but Gavin Newsom is also actually there. So they'd have to find some way to wrestle, to wrestle down Gavin Newsom and make him do things that, who knows, he might not want to do. But no, I, I, I am pretty positive that Joe Biden is going to be, um, is going to be running in 2024. Jesse, I, I love your idea because the way that I see your idea is it's saying that things are normal right now in our country and Democratic Party bosses and others look around at Joe Biden and they go, this guy, this is incredible. We can't possibly run this guy again. This guy is, I mean, he's he's not only in cognitive decline, he's, he's, he's incontinent. He, he, he can't finish a sentence. He can barely walk straight, but that's not where we are right now. It's not a normal moment in American history or American politics. So I fully expect to see Joe Biden at the top of the ticket in 2024 as further evidence that the ruling party, that our ruling establishment is pathological. Gosh, you're probably right too, and that scares me. Lee, talk to me about this network behind Joe Biden. Unpack this as best you can for us. You wrote, wrote a book to plot against the president, and so many of those actors are part of that network. Talk about it. Well, I mean, Jesse, it started, I mean, this isn't that recent, but it started occurring to me over the last couple of years. I mean, after plot against the president, you know, we were all talking about Hillary Clinton funded the dossier. It was about the Hillary Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton's hands were all over it. And they were. Hillary Clinton should be held responsible for it. Um, but one of the things that we've overlooked on this count is, is that Barack Obama at the time was president of the United States. And these were Barack Obama's spy chiefs, uh, James Comey, John Brennan, James Clapper, and all the, 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 top uh, the top levels underneath them. These were all Obama's people, right? And in 2017, when Barack Obama had the, um, had the dossier, right, and the Russiagate story stamped with the government's uh, official seal of approval, with John Brennan's 2017 intelligence community assessment, that was Barack Obama's way of driving the United States uh, against each other, right? Who would do such a thing to leave on his successor? 
right? Not just a campaign dirty trick, not just saying his president was a, his successor was a rat fink, and of course no other presidents have done anything like that, but to leave an information operation, information warfare, to stamp it with a government seal of approval that in fact Trump's presidency was illegitimate because he'd been helped by Putin. Trump's supporters were illegitimate because they voted for a traitor, right? And in effect, to drive the country against each other, to drive the country into madness. That was Barack Obama. Barack Obama did that. And there's nothing hidden about it. It's just you and me and normal Americans who are saying that this, this can't possibly really have happened. A president of the United States cannot intentionally have designed to drive the country into a third world dungeon. By, by stamping an information operation like this, like Russiagate, with the government seal of approval. That's what happened. And I think, Jesse, I, I think that you're probably optimistic too, as an American, you're optimistic about uh, our future in lots of ways. Things are bad now, but we're Americans. We play hard, we're resilient and resourceful. I'm fully optimistic, but to get there, we have to understand what the story is. It might be convenient at different times to talk about the deep state, but the people who are calling the shots aren't the unelected bureaucrats. There are real people with real power on top of this. And it's not just the money people too, like George Soros or Bill Gates. There are political figures and they want it known they're there. That's why Barack Obama has stayed in Washington, D.C. The first president since Woodrow Wilson stayed in Washington, D.C. And Wilson couldn't leave because he had a stroke. He couldn't move. There's a reason that Barack Obama has decided to stay in Washington, D.C. And that's because he's calling the shots. And all we have to do is, is, is listen to what he's saying and to listen to what people around him are saying because he sticks his hand up often enough to say, this is me right here. I'm doing it. Last week before Donald Trump on those January 6th charges, Obama leaked a story to the Washington Post about how he had lunch with Biden in the middle of June and in which he claimed, I'll do anything in my power to help Joe Biden defeat Donald Trump. The way I read that was as a not very uh, secret message that Barack Obama is running the show. And this is what he does every once in a while. He lets his, not, not, not half of America, not all Democratic voters, but the people who are firmly within Obama's faction, he lets them know that he's there, he's running the show. So that's what I think is going on. And to come back to Biden, I don't think Joe Biden's going anywhere in 2024, assuming he survives it, right? He's, he, he's, not, he's clearly not doing well. Assuming he survives it, he's the candidate. Much worse for the country. Yeah. Lee, uh, let me ask you this. Now, it, is Donald Trump going to prison? And let me explain. Let me explain. Obviously, this, we're going to have our fourth indictment. He's not going to get out of these areas. He's not, they're not going to move the venue. They're not going to change judges. There's no way the system's going to get their hooks in him and then let him off the hook. Not, that's not how the system works. And so I see it being almost inevitable that Donald Trump is going to be convicted in probably all four of these cases, in the very least three Yet it seems so outside of the realm of possibility that they're actually going to put the president in a federal penitentiary in an election year, yet I can't see how that doesn't happen. Lee, what's going to happen? I mean, there are people who know much more about the uh, 
uh, about how the law actually works m much more than I do. And they say, no, all of these things are headed for the Supreme Court. Um, but look, the, the, the damage will have been done. The damage will have been done to Donald Trump, clearly, and that's part of the point. But the damage is also being done to our justice system, as if, as if it weren't bad enough that the FBI and Department of Justice are clearly instruments of a political faction that has, uh, with, with totalitarian dreams, right? As if it's not bad enough that the DOJ and the FBI were not ta targeting school parents, uh, we're not targeting Catholics, we're not targeting dissident journalists uh, you know, like Tucker Carlson. As if it weren't bad enough, now they want to drive us further here, right? To put, um, to, to indict a former president of the United States. And not just that, of course, but the uh, front runner in the opposition party. So yeah, I'm afraid this is something we're not gonna avoid. But again, I, I, I'm very hopeful that people start to see what's going on here. It looks crazy, it feels crazy, right? Because it's crazy. Because the people who are running this show are crazy. That's the point. They're pathological. When we talk about totalitarian systems around the world, uh, when we talk about the Chinese Communist Party, lots of people go around saying, well, the, look at all these communists here. It's communists who are going after Donald Trump and communists, communists that. Communism is a form that pathological government takes. That's all it is, right? Like Nazism, right? That's why these two things are fundamentally the same. It's a political form that, path, that pathologies take. That's what we're looking at right here. We're looking at a pathological ruling class. They don't care. They're keen to drive the country into a third world uh, lunatic asylum because that's who they are. They're crazy, right? This is not well thought out. This is not uh, coming from, from top level political strategists. This is all coming from very crazy people, from very damaged and sick people. And so the most important thing I think is for us to uh, hold on to our normalcy, for us to see what's happening and for us to recognize what we're up against. We are up against a pathological yeah. faction of the U.S. ruling class. Yeah, more. I always say that more blind rage than you know, genius supervillain sitting in a room smoking right. a cigar. Lee, thank you so much, man. Thank you, Jesse. See you soon. See you. All right. Well, the bad news is those same pathological people also control the money. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember when we got a virus that 99% plus people survived and as a result, we stopped our economy and then printed trillions of dollars? Remember that? And then we passed trillion dollar bill after trillion dollar bill after trillion dollar bill, Republicans and Democrats, by the way. And now here we are, we wake up one day and our dollar is worth 20% less. That's probably being nice. Your dollar goes 20% less far, I don't know if that's how you say that, than it did before. Look, they're destroying the dollar. And they're still printing. Did you know that? They haven't stopped. Still printing like it's going out of style. Trillion dollar bill after trillion dollar bill. Do you have protection against that? Do you have gold or silver in your physical possession? I'm talking about coins. Things you can purchase goods or services with. Do you have it in your 401k, IRA? Oxford Gold, best part about them is not only that they do all these things for you, it's that they make it easy and they're so laid back. It's, it's really nice to deal with a company that's not a bunch of, buy today! You don't deal with any of that. You call Oxford, tell them I told you to call, and just let them take care of you. Let them walk through it. They'll take care of you, all right? 833-995-GOLD. Let them take care of you. 
833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. Let me tell you a quick little story. It's going to be very, very brief because we have so much more show we have to get to. There's a historical story. We're going to talk about this FBI shooting. There's a historical story, though, from the Soviet Union. And what I'm about to tell you is something that would happen often. You could leave your home, and if you didn't bring the proper paperwork, you had to have papers with you that showed you had permission to be out and about, permission to go here, If you didn't bring it, you could get into trouble. What kind of trouble? Well, let me lay something out for you. I want you to picture you're having a party. This Saturday, we just had the weekend. You have a few people over. And maybe you got some dips, some dips there, and you're looking for some crackers. You say, oh, dang it, we don't have any crackers. Hey, guys, I'm going to run down to the shop and get some crackers. And you left your apartment in the Soviet Union, and you went down to get some crackers. And on the way, the secret police stopped you, and they said, hey, hey, where are your papers? And you said, oh, oh, crap. No, I left them back at the apartment. Sorry, I'll, I'll go get them real quick. My bad. I was just coming out. I was just getting some crackers for a party. But instead, they threw you in the back of a van, and they put you on a train, and they trained you out to Siberia, where they put you on an island with other prisoners who then cannibalized each other. And you, former, no- former normal person who went out for crackers, lived out the rest of your very brief days trying to avoid being eaten on an island of cannibal prisoners. Prisoners. That's not a fake story, by the way. I didn't make that up. That's a true story. There are many stories like it in the Soviet Union. The horrors of a secret police agency that will hurt and murder people, their own citizens, they're beyond comprehension. You don't have to just go to the Soviet Union. Nation after nation after nation. You can go back to freaking... Ivan the Terrible and his Nikki, that was his secret state police agency, and look at the horrors of secret state police. Why do you think I rant about the FBI all the time? And what I'm seeing now is an escalation. I'm seeing an FBI, yes, I know they've done horrific things in the past between Waco and Ruby Ridge and others, but I'm seeing an escalation. I see an FBI that willingly got involved in the presidential election trying to stop the Republican. And then I see an FBI that got involved in the presidential election trying to stop the Republican again and then trying to protect the Democrat. And now I see an FBI that has announced that has been bragging for two years about all the patriots it's arrested. And now I see an FBI that tracked down a 74-year-old fat man 300 pounds who had to have a cane to get around and they went to Utah and killed him. And I don't know all the details because no one's giving me all the details. What I do know is this. Guy puts up a bunch of stupid things on Facebook. I better dust off my sniper rifle because Biden's coming to town. Don't ever do that, by the way. That's a really freaking stupid thing to do. But then it ends up with an FBI raid in the dark and this guy's dead. Nobody, nobody has told me this man was pointing a weapon at the FBI, but much more importantly, let me just explain something to you. I've never been involved in the FBI, but I did do some things in the Marines involving urban warfare. Coming into a home, a building, and trying to clear it out of anybody dangerous in there. You know it's one of the scariest, most dangerous things possible. It's horrific. Absolutely horrific. And... You don't want to do that. You do not want to go into a home, whether you're a cop, military, or anybody. So what happens with law enforcement? 
law enforcement wants to avoid that. In fact, law enforcement does everything in its power to avoid having to make entry into a home where somebody's armed. Now, let me ask you a very important question. Do you think there's ever an opportunity to take down, arrest a 300-pound man with a cane that doesn't involve booting in his door in the middle of the night? Do you think maybe that old man ever goes to the grocery store, maybe church on Sunday, maybe Moses lawn, takes out the trash, a million peaceful, calm ways law enforcement would choose to bring this man in, unless, of course, they didn't want to bring him in. Joe Biden was heading to Utah. Just like that, the FBI decided to raid the guy's home and kill him. Now, I can't say because I'm only half a sociopath, but if I was a secret state police agency and I wanted to intimidate the people I have deemed to be the enemy. Remember, the FBI has already declared you to be the enemy of the state, potential domestic terrorists. They're, inv they're invading your churches. They're doing all these things right now. And I decided I wanted my political enemies to be a little bit intimidated and a little bit afraid. This is just, just hypothetical here. I would wait until the president I'm running protection for was coming to town, and then I would find somebody who made stupid threats against him, and I'd go kill him. If I was a sociopathic secret state police agency, I would simply go kill him. But I want you to remember something for those unfamiliar with it. Just remember what I said. You want to, no matter what you are, military law enforcement, you want to avoid having to raid a building, kick in a door at all costs. That's the last resort. That's what you don't want. He's in there in the dark. He wakes up afraid someone kicked down his door. Maybe he's ready for you. Almost undoubtedly, he's armed. For the safety of your men, forget about the guy. For the safety of your men, it's the last thing you want. Unless, of course, that's not really what you want. Unless an arrest isn't what you want at all. And do I need to remind you once again about the speech Joe Biden gave? Remember, these people have been calling you a threat to democracy, a threat to democracy. The president of the United States of America stood at a, a podium with two Marines behind him and said this. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. That probably made you uncomfortable, too. But I'm right. It's escalating, just like I told you it would. Gad Sad is going to join us next to talk about many things. Before Gad joins us, let's talk about our dogs. Let's talk about keeping them alive and around. It's crazy how much dogs become part of the family. Fred has become part of the family, even extended family. My parents will text, not even asking about me. I, you know, maybe I'm not doing fine. I get texts, hey, how's Fred doing? That's what those idiots do, those dogs. And we want to keep them around a long time. Keep being meatheads. That's why I give my dog rough greens. There's no nutrition in dog food. That dog food you give your dog is useless. It's not that you did anything wrong. You didn't know, but it's, it's brown for a reason. They kill everything in dog food. There's no nutrition in it. 
poor rough greens on your dog's food. Our dogs don't live as long as they should because they never get nutrition. Rough Greens, all natural nutritional supplement, everything your dog needs. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse gives you a free trial bag. All you pay for is the shipping. Or you can call them. 833-33-MY-DOG. We'll be back. Domestic terrorism from white supremacists is the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland. White supremacists, right-wing extremists, and domestic terrorists trying to stoke fear in the hearts of New Yorkers. From a terrorism perspective, I think domestic violent extremism is one of the greatest terrorism-related threats that we face. In the FBI's view, the top domestic violent extremist threat comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists specifically those who advocated for the superiority of the white race. I think um, MAGA and the domestic terror threat is much more worrisome than any foreign threat we could face. Always remember something. Whatever we talk about, whatever we do, the goal of the system in this country now, sadly, is to make you an enemy of the state. That is the goal. Everything they do is with that focus in mind. Then they can use the state against you in whatever way they deem fit. Joining me now, Gad Sad, the great author of the book, The Sad Truth About Happiness. Gad, it's very obvious to anyone paying attention that this government has become completely hostile to at least half of the country. My question is, how do we put Humpty Dumpty back together again? <laughs> Well, we hopefully contextualize the beauty of the West vis-a-vis uh, -vis all of the other societies that have ever existed. One of the reasons why I think oftentimes it's immigrants such as myself that offer the staunchest defense of Western values is precisely because we know what there is out there and we realize that we shouldn't be ungrateful to what we have in Canada and the US and in the West in general. So uh, if people were able to contextualize how well they have it here vis-a-vis -vis elsewhere, maybe they'd be happier. You fled Lebanon. Do you see parallels from what happened there versus our government here? I know all corrupt governments have a different flavor, but they all kind of run along the same food group. Do you see similarities? Right. So one of the greatest similarities is, look, Lebanon is the perfect model of what happens when a society is completely organized along identity politics. In the case of Lebanon, it's whatever your religious group is. Everything in Lebanon is viewed through that prism. So to now see a entire political party in the United States, Democrats, progressives, trying to emulate that model is really heartbreaking because whether it be Rwanda or Iraq or Syria or Lebanon, nothing good, good comes from the fact of looking at people as part of a group, group rather than as individuals. So yes, I see many parallels. One thing that has struck me, it's been, it's been weighing heavy on my mind, if I'm being honest with you, for about the last year or two, is how sad I see people are in this country. We can talk specifically about men. The numbers came out last year. We hit a record for suicides in this country. 40,000 men took their own lives. I talk to these people. I know you talk to these people. They email me. The lamentations of men in this country are weighing heavy on me. Why are we so sad? 
Well, the, the, the reasons that oftentimes make men suicidal are different from those that make women uh, suicidal. Uh, I don't know if you recently watched the, the, the breathtakingly tragic case of a principal in Ontario that took his own life because the woke mob came after him. Uh, usually for men, it's lack of occupational opportunities, professional opportunities, it's uh, inability to attract a mate, basic evolutionary drivers that if I don't succeed on, uh, then I oftentimes regrettably think that checking out of life might be a better solution. And of course, what I try to argue in the book uh, is that, you know, just that you exist is a incredibly improbable event. And so there are always a way out. There are always choices that we can make and mindsets that we can adopt that hopefully can get us out of the darkness. I had a very rough childhood growing up in Lebanon. And yet here I am talking to Jesse Kelly. I'm infinitely grateful for the opportunities that life has afforded me. And anyone can access that kind of mindset. I love what you just said, especially about the mate and the job thing. Is it is it true that young men these days, am I just old and old fashioned and I just happen to barely miss this window that they can't seem to make it, you know, career wise, love life wise, they really can't make it now? Is, has, has society degraded to the point where they really can't? Well, I, I often receive actually emails from women lamenting the fact that where are the men who approach us, right? Right. We get dressed up, we're ready to mingle, and yet men are terrified to approach us. Now, one of the reasons for that, Jesse, is that, you know, when you start uh, damaging the natural courtships that take place between men and women, when if you approach a woman and you compliment her, it becomes a form of sexual harassment, uh, then it's not surprising that a lot of men no longer know what to do, right? And that's why I get those emails from women saying, hey, why are guys afraid to approach me? What happened to the guys who would try to seduce me and try to court me? Where are all those men? So that's one of the problems that second wave feminism created by arguing that you know men and women are indistinguishable from each other, that which men can do, women can also do. That's not a recipe for happiness. Yes, we're equal under the law, but we're not indistinguishable creature. There are things that men do well, other things that women do well. We complement one another. We're not constantly pitted against each other. Can you talk about the anti-fragility? You talk about this in your book, and I love this, and how there's a direct connection between that and the happiness. Right, so I basically argue that if you, if you look at all of the greatest uh, of all time in different fields, Michael Jordan was cut from his sophomore high school team. Lionel Messi, the greatest soccer player of all time, was told that he's too small to even be a professional soccer player. J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, was rejected by every publisher until the final one that accepted her. Steven Spielberg was rejected not once, not twice, but three times from the USC film school. But in each of those cases, they were anti-fragile to, to failure. In other words, even though they faced the stressor of having failed and rejected, they got back up on the proverbial horse and they succeeded. And so that's what I argue when I say that we need to be anti-fragile to failure. And I use a quote by Seneca, the ancient Greek Stoic from more than 2,000 years ago, who argued that the strongest trees, the ones that have the deepest roots, are those that are exposed to strong wind stressors because that makes them non-brittle. You need to be exposed to those stressors in order to succeed in life. And hence, that's what I mean by anti-fragile to fragility, uh, to failure. So men need to seek out challenges. I talk about this all the time. They, 
But you can't get confidence without going through hard things. You can't compliment someone into being confident. You can't love them into being confident. Confident. Either you go through hard things and you come out the other side or you won't be confident. I don't think there's a second way, Gad. Am I wrong? You're exactly right. You know, when I was uh, looking for topics to study in my undergraduate degree, I specifically picked mathematics, not because I thought that I would become a professor of mathematics, but my mindset was, what is the topic that is accepted as the most rigorous, most technical, the one that would allow me to develop my analytical thinking best, and I chose the, the path of most resistance. When I ran marathons, I never, it, it wasn't that I wanted to be a marathoner, I just thought, oh boy, that's going to beat the hell out of me. Let's sign up, I wanna do it. So you face those stressors, you come out on the other hand, and hopefully that prepares you well for life. The book is The Sad Truth About Happiness. Sounds like America needs that right about now. God, thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jesse. Cheers. Cheers. Got light in the mood next. That'll, that'll bring us out of this unhappy state we're in. Before we get to light in the mood, something else might be making you unhappy. Maybe it's the dirty air in your home. I, I, I know you keep a clean home. That's not what I'm saying. But look, I wake up every day here in Houston. Wake up, roll over, grab the phone, turn the alarm off, and boop, pull up the weather app because I'm 42 going on 82. And every day, it's air quality alert, air quality alert, air quality alert. It's awful. I have eaten pure thunderstorms because the air in my area is garbage and because I have allergies, and it constantly cleans the air in my home, in my studio, everywhere. I have eaten pure thunderstorms everywhere. There's hardly an outlet without an eating pure thunderstorm in it. They're magic, man. Fix my allergies. They sell three packs of these, $200 off. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE, and that gets you three of them, $200 off. Put one where you sleep, one in the general living area, maybe take one in the office. I, look, I have nine of them, all right? EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. All right, it is time to lighten the mood. And you know one thing I used to geek out on when I was a kid, like most young boys did, cop movies and cop shows. You see this cop, he's just doing something wild and crazy. He's fighting it out with the bad guys. What young boy at one point in time didn't want to be the good guy with the badge, jumping off a building to save someone or something like that? You know what it takes to be a cop like that? Testosterone. That's what it takes. We can't have a bunch of low-T cops out there. We're about to show you the video of a cop doing something sick. I bet you he's on a male vitality stack from chalk. You can practically see the chalk coursing through his veins. Natural herbal supplements, baby. 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days, naturally. How crazy is that? No clinics, no injections in your arm, no nothing. 20% increase, three months. Male Vitality Stack from Chalk. Go get it. Ladies, they have one for you called a Female Vitality Stack. You ready to feel 20 years younger? Female Vitality Stack. Give it 90 days. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE gets you 35% off subscriptions on anything. They have tons of stuff. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE. All right. Here's a cop who he's clearly already on a Male Vitality Stack.
got it. I don't care about getting wet. You got it. miles an hour 40 miles an hour gosh that's awesome i want to try that but i'd hurt myself i'll see you tomorrow okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.